Hello, 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 hello. This is Andy, The Inner Winner Show, day 25. And a couple of days, I was telling the story of the craziest experience that I've ever had. Let's go to part two. I know I've kept you waiting for a couple of days here. So just for a quick recap, this was a girl that I had met in person, hit up in a grocery store. She had had a date and kissed one of my mates who had also hit on her randomly. So that's hilarious. We dated for a little bit. Things were okay. We had an LSD trip together. Things seemed fine. Seemed like a good experience. And then just randomly, she snapped out of nowhere. She went absolutely freaking crazy. Started sending me all this stuff saying that I was God and that she was going to kill herself to be with me. Like all this kind of craziness. And it escalated to one single day where she called or the the police were called and an ambulance and firefighters who were going to smash my door down with axes. So if you haven't listened to the first part, go back and listen to that. I will have a link down in the show notes below, or you can go to theinnerwinnershow.com forward slash 23. Let's keep going. <clears throat> so she had just been taken away. And I immediately jumped on her Facebook and I reached out to a couple of her friends because I didn't know at this point if things were going to escalate even more, right? Like I'm in my apartment. All of this crazy shit has just happened. I have no idea what's going to happen next. And it turns out, so fast forward a couple of days later, yeah, she's just started fucking stalking me again. Like it was like nothing had happened. She just acted like, no, I didn't like, it was like she didn't recognize that something crazy had just happened. And she just started like texting me again and like, you know, she rocked up at my front door again, like all this kind of crazy shit happened, right? But in the meantime, like immediately as soon as this happened, I reached out to, I went on her Facebook and I reached out to like a couple of her friends. And one in particular, this girl, I sent this like long text to, um, I've kept the text, I won't read it out, but basically I sent her this Facebook message saying like, is this girl okay? Does she have a history of mental illness? Like, I know you don't know me, but like I've been dating her and like all this crazy shit happens. Like, I think you probably want to look out for your friend. Like, does she have family? Like, can you please go? Like, I don't want her to be my problem because, like, she's fucking stalking me and I have no interest in a stalker. But, like, can you go? Like, I just, I want you to know so that you can take care of her and her family can take care of her. You know what this friend fucking says to me? This friend says, oh, yeah, she has a history of, like, this. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? This bitch lied to me. Like, I literally asked her. I did a checklist. Do you have a history of mental illness? And she looked me in the goddamn eyes and said like, no, no, everything's good. I said, are you depressed about anything? No, everything's good. Have you ever taken any medication? No, never. Like she just flat out fucking lied. And this is why I don't blame myself. Like it's very easy to say like, oh, you know, you should have seen the red flags and all that. It's like, what more can I do? And looking back, even with hindsight, none of the red flags were like red flags that you would actually, like, they weren't big red flags. It was just like, she's a little bit weird on the first day, as I mentioned. You know, she did that weird thing with the stick where she stabbed herself in the fucking foot accidentally or not. That's still a bit weird. But like, none of these are like giant red flags or anything. Especially looking me in the eyes and saying, no, I have no history of mental illness. No, I've never taken medication. Like, and she seemed completely normal. So this friend and I ended up having a conversation, right? And the friend was like, like, I understood where this friend was coming from. She was just saying, like, you know, you need to look after this girl. Like, it's up to you. And I was like, fuck you. Like, not fuck you, but I was like, fuck that bitch. Like, no, I want nothing to do with this. Like, I don't owe her anything. Like, 
it's up to you. I'm only giving you this call as a courtesy because I'm like trying to be nice and I don't want her to kill herself. I would like you to look after it. So the friend eventually saw that and she was like, okay, just leave it with me. I appreciate you reaching out to me. You know, I would deal with it. She kept writing me these letters, like these kind of like weird you are God letters. And again, remember, I haven't replied to any of these. And this kept going for a while. And I got to a point that I was like, I can't live like this. Like, she's still coming to my door. This is insane. This can't be my life. And so eventually I made what, it felt like an irrational decision, but it was definitely the right decision. I was like, I have to just move. Like, I have to literally move apartments so she doesn't know where I am. And I had already blocked her phone number, so I was fine with that. But like, she kept coming to my house and knocking on the door. And I'm like, okay, at some point, she's going to call the cops again or the cops are going to get cold or she's going to say I I raped her. Like, she's going to say something crazy or like I bashed her or something like that. So I moved within like two weeks, literally within, I just up and left. I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I just like ditched all my stuff. I moved some of it. I got one of my mates to help me move a bunch of it. And I just fucking like moved it ended up being like the best fucking move ever. Like I moved to the center of my city and that just did wonders for like, you know, at that point I was focusing on my, my, my dating life and my sex life. And that did wonders for that being in the city, being in the city center is amazing. If your goal is to get laid. And I'll fast forward to a funny part of the story. A month or so later, I was seeing this other girl, this Italian girl, awesome girl. I loved it a bit. She was great. And it was like Friday or a Saturday night and someone starts buzzing my intercom. And now at this new place, I didn't have like a camera. So I couldn't see who was like buzzing the intercom. And it was like really late. It was like 10 PM or something on a Friday night. And we're in the middle of sex. So I was like, I don't know who that is. Just ignore it. Right? Like, you know, I can't be bothered. I don't, I don't really give, no one would be bothering me at 10 PM. And they keep buzzing like over and over again. And I'm like, oh, it's probably like a wrong, they probably have the wrong apartment or something. Cause if it was any of my mates, they would send me a text or they would call me, right? Like, why would they just start like rocking up to my house? That's weird. So this keeps going though. And there's a little bit where she's like, wait, are you sure? Like she starts to get uncomfortable, right? Cause she's like, this is weird. Like, and she kind of made it like an offhanded joke. She was like, Haha, like maybe, you know, it's an ex-girlfriend or something or like, you know, she even said like, you don't have a girlfriend, do you? And I was like, no, I don't have a fucking girl. Like, no, this keeps going. And then it all goes quiet. And then like five minutes later, there's a knock on my door, right? And at this point I'm freaking the fuck out because I start thinking like, oh shit, is this the stalker? Like, did she track me down? Because it wouldn't be any of my mates. I start texting a couple of my mates and I'm like, yo, are you at the door? And like a bunch of them are like, no. And I'm like, fuck, like I can't answer the door. And so I'm thinking like, should I get like the girl that is with me to answer the door? Like, no, that would just be even worse. Like, what if this crazy stalker chick like stabs her or something? Like, do I call the police? Like, what do I do? Right. And I'm like freaking the fuck out. She's freaking the fuck out. And it keeps going. Like there's more knocks on the door. And at this point I'm like, I take a deep breath and I'm like, listen, I think we have to call the police. And she's like, why? What's going on? And so I I just briefly tell her, I'm like, listen, like, I'm sorry. I really didn't want to bring this up. But like, 
I had a stalker and I like, I just tell her the story and she's like, okay, it's okay. I understand. I'm, I'm really sorry about this. Let's call the police. We call the police. Like five minutes later, the knocking stops, right? And the police rock up probably like 15 minutes later and there's no one at the door. And so they take a statement. I kind of tell them what had happened. The girl that's with me, she gives like, you know, she didn't really give a statement, but she's like, yeah, they were knocking a lot. And, but, you know, and the police are pretty nice. And eventually they say like, you know, we can't do anything, obviously, but like if something happens again, call us and, you know, we'll take another statement. Was, I get that there wasn't anything they could do. So I'm like, thank you. Goodbye. They leave. And then, you know, I go back in with the girl and like, we didn't, we'd already had sex a few times. So we didn't have sex at night. We're both a bit like, you know, we weren't in the mood, but we like hung out. She hang, she stayed there for like three or four hours. And then, you know, I walked her back to the train station. Cause I was literally like, I mean, I walk girls to the train station anyway, but I was like, I got to walk you to this train station. Cause like, what if she's like hiding behind a tree or something and she sees you come out of my apartment and she fucking stabs you. So like, I'm going to protect you and I'll walk you back to the train station. It turns out, and I texted her, I texted th- this Italian girl um, a couple of days later to say, like, I'm really sorry. Like, here's what happened that night. It turns out one of my mates was fucking drunk off his face and had completely and utterly forgotten how to use his phone. Like, literally, that's what he said. He's like, I'm so sorry, man. I was so drunk. I couldn't even dial the numbers on the phone. And so he said, all I could think is I need to get to Andy and Andy can help me and Andy will let me crash on his couch. And so he somehow like could get his way to my house, operate the intercom, buzz my apartment, wait for someone to get in the elevator and go to my floor. Cause you can only go to that floor if someone has a key or lets you in and then came up to my door and knocked on the door. So he could do all of that, but he couldn't use a fucking phone and dial me and say like, bro, can you come get me? I'm drunk. Or can I crash on your couch? Fucking hell, man. I gave him so much shit for that. And he, like, I told him about the stalker story and all that kind of shit. And he was like, oh man, I'm so sorry. Like he got really serious and he's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to traumatize you. Like I, I had no fucking idea. And I was like, dude, when you were knocking on the door, why did you not just say like, hey, it's me. Like, you know, his name. Why did you not say, hey, it's me. Like, he didn't say a word. And that's why, because we were listening to the door. The girl and I were listening. Like, there wasn't a single word spoken. It's not like he said, like, hey, Andy, it's me. Can you let me in? Like, Jesus fucking... He was knocking for, like, half an hour. So I gave him so much shit for that. And, yeah. So I never heard from the stalker ever again. Because I eventually did block her. I, I felt like I'd collected enough evidence. And I didn't need any extra. So I saved... I still have them now, obviously. I saved everything... Um, I made a report to the police at some point. I can't remember when I made it, but I made like a proper report and sent them all the texts and said like, just in case she kills herself or like she tries to attack me or something, I want this in writing. And, you know, so I got statement, all that kind of stuff. It's all official. It's all been documented. And yeah, she never bothered me again. I'm sure if I unblocked her from my phone or if I checked my emails or something, there'd probably be like 500 texts there. Like I'm never going to unblock her, obviously. And that's it. So that's the story of my craziest experience. I've had some other crazy girl experiences before. If you want to hear some of those, let me know. Leave Either leave a comment or email me anything you want. And I'll probably tell some of them. I've told a couple on my website before. This was above and beyond the worst. And this was probably the catalyst for me being 
I guess fussy is the word. I have a very high, I have very high standards at this point in time. I, I have like a checklist and a lot of like red flags that I look out for. And it was solely because of this girl. Like this was just too egregious, too crazy, too over the top, like too scary. I literally at some points was like, I'm going to die. I know that sounds funny because it's like a tiny little girl. Like how's a girl going to kill you? It's like, come on, the level of craziness here, like- She's literally like lying to police, like lying to everyone else, telling people that I'm going to kill myself. She's saying that she's suicidal. She says that I'm God. She says, if we can't be together, then I don't want to live. Like that's scary fucking shit. And if you've never had a stalker, like Jesus fucking, like, I hope you never do. On that note, I don't want you to listen to this and think like, oh God, like girls are crazy. I need to watch out. The moral, like a lot of people would say, oh, the moral of the story must be like, never stick your dick in crazy. It's like, no, 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 no. In this case, I had no way of knowing that she was crazy. Even in hindsight, even all these years later, I look back and I'm like, yeah, nah, I I, I don't blame myself. There was no way I could have known. It's not like there were huge red flags. There was like one possible red flag, maybe two. And they were like pathetically small. Like she was completely normal in every other aspect. She told me she never had any mental health issues. She seemed completely like well-adjusted and down to earth and all that. She was just unhinged. And a friend, so the friend that I called to deal with this, she had, that friend told me that this girl used to be on medication and that she'd stopped her medication. So that's probably what this was. And then I guess the LSD trip probably just like unlocked it and, you know, was like a bit of a catalyst. But even then she went crazy like a week or two after the LSD trip. So it's not like it was directly from that. Maybe that didn't help. Um, as I've said before, like I would never tell anyone to do LSD if they've had any history of mental illness and I wouldn't have let her do that if she told me the fucking truth. <clears throat> so I don't blame myself. I couldn't have known that she was crazy. This is kind of just one of those unlucky things that happens to people. Like if you date enough women or men, if you like men, good on you. If you date enough people, at some point you will run into some crazy stories. Like you just will. It's inevitable. You do your best to try and mitigate that risk. You look out for the red flags. Other things you can do is like not get into bed too quickly with someone you don't know. But I didn't even do that with this girl. Like, you know, we didn't sleep together till like the third date. It really was just one of those things that happens. Like it sucks. It's kind of a natural consequence of meeting a lot of people. She really was normal, and this really was a crazy fucking story. <laughs>